can't go out. <laughs> I'm sick. Boo, you whore. Hello, party people. Welcome back to another episode of Outgoing. Without going out. I'm Lexi. And I'm Gabby. And, and we're, we're the, the Fuller, Fuller sisters. sisters. And I have a very special guest that I'm interviewing this week. Why don't you introduce yourself? Hi, everyone. I am Gabby Fuller. I am the second half of this podcast, but I feel like most of the time, oh, especially in a long time, yeah, we like fill you in on what's going on in our life, but we're going to sit down and really go deep with each other. And we're going to pretend like I am the guest on the podcast this week. Yeah, I kind of thought of this idea randomly as I was driving the other day because I was like, I feel like as co-hosts, we kind of like bounce off each other, but I never get to like sit and actually ask Gabby like interview questions. And I'm like, there may be some new listeners. Like, why don't we just sort of see how this goes? And then next week, she's going to do the same thing in reverse to me. So we're going to really... this stem from your one vlogmas video when you try to ask me questions and i gave you the worst answers because no so, we're in for a treat <laughs> no because you really uh let me down on that so but why don't we just hop right into life updates i'll let you take it away what's been going on i have not talked to you in like since you left my house i know because so i spent basically a week it was like five days in new york which we had a great time and it timed up perfectly because Obviously, like, I'm obsessed with my job, but having a job like this, you never really just get, like, time off or time away. But obviously, like, after Vlogmas, posting 25 days in a row, most creators take, like, an actual break for the first time, like, all year. So it was nice to actually just, like, be in the moment and enjoy and really take, like, a vacation, kind of. So we did a lot of fun wintry things. We went ice skating multiple times, which good news everybody I wasn't that bad the issue was that I didn't have good skates because now that I have I got like actual ice skates I was great coasting along the rink over and over and over in circles but when we went here for like vlogmas and I just had to use the like skates that you have to rent I was terrible I felt like I was slipping every time I tried to like push off so if you think you're bad at ice skating it's not you it's just the ice skates or you I was happy to find that out could just be bad I mean I, yes you could but the ice skates definitely help my airpods just died so i charge them so much so please um, hold give me a second okay and we're back so did a lot of winter things however i was so excited because cloud was coming with me and i really wanted to see snow and what was expected in this whole area was they were supposed to be actually like getting snow it's supposed to be a white christmas for them and then somehow buffalo just got slammed again and the snow did not go anywhere else so I went to where, like, Justin's family's from, which is Newburgh, which is, like, closer to the city. Not a single drop of snow there. So, didn't have any snow. However, it was almost kind of warm. So, it was, like, 60 degrees the day we went ice skating, which was so nice. Because both of the ice rinks that we went to were both outside. So, I wasn't, like, freezing my yiddies off. And it was actually enjoyable to, like, be outside and skate around. So, we had a lot of fun doing that. Um, Just kind of spent New Year's Eve, went out to dinner just hung out in the living room watched the ball drop which i was not mad to be doing it was kind of just very nice and relaxing although the miley dolly parton thing was happening in miami i kind of had fomo because a lot of cool people were there and i'm like why did i not know that was happening in our backyard if we would have stayed home not that we would have been invited or would have found our way into it but it did seem fun other than that 
Finally got back home late, late, late Tuesday night. We didn't get home until like 3 a.m. Our flight was delayed a ton, and then we finally landed, and they were like, ha-ha, because we're late, we don't have a gate open. It's 12.05, like midnight at this point. And I'm like, you really can't figure it out. Like, how do you not? You have the whole airplane ride to, like, let people know, okay, here's our ETA. And nope, we had to sit on the tarmac for an hour. Luckily... Cloud was phenomenal. Cloud was phenomenal the whole trip. He was so good, which I was a little worried for, even though, like, he's an amazing dog at home, but obviously you put them in, like, foreign places, and you don't necessarily know exactly how they're going to react because it's new to them. He was great. Like, absolutely amazing. The plane ride back, he started getting a little antsy at the very beginning, and I was like, oh, God, is he about to get a burst of energy? But then he ended up sleeping literally the whole flight. Luckily, the entire time we're stuck on the tarmac, he was knocked out, not making a word, not moving, just slumped in his little carrier so luckily it didn't face him but Justin and I on the other hand we're just we had to sit there for literally we didn't end up going to the gate until 1 a.m so we were there for like 55 minutes just waiting until the gate opened finally got off and then it was just like oh your bags are gonna be at carousel three so what do we do get to carousel three where are our bags carousel five not even at the right one that they said it so it was just like a mess and a half but we finally got home and we've been using this week to just get the apartment and like our lives together because I feel like I can't start like pursuing my goals or my new year's resolutions when like my space is a mess so we took mm -hmm. all we got these like big storage bins from Target took all the Christmas decor down uh redid the guest room so that we had like better storage and we just took everything out from under the bed put everything into these little bins just like for better storage and just to kind of clean up that room a little bit which it's not done but it felt great to get to do all that and then this weekend, I'm spending unpacking, cleaning out my closet, cleaning the bedroom, and just kind of getting all of that in order. And I'm very excited for when Monday starts to start, like, getting into a new routine, going to the gym. I wrote down today all of my, like, 2023 goals when it comes to content. And it's a lot, but I am so excited and, like, motivated and inspired for it. I know people have their, like, views on New Year's resolutions, and it may not stick. But I just feel like any excuse to be motivated and inspired is never a bad thing. So if I need to use a specific date to start or something to look forward to, I'm going to do it because it works for me. Love that. Other than that, um, the Idaho case has been consuming my life and I need to stop because, again, I couldn't really sleep last night. Why don't we chat about that real quick, actually? Um, if you guys have not or you're not interested or have not read anything about this case, probably like skip forward just a little bit. But... I feel like you and I haven't chatted about it too much, so why don't we just chat about it right now on the podcast? Because plus, I've, I'm very interested in it, so I feel like why not? So the they arrested the alleged suspect. The probable cause affidavit came out yesterday. I read all 19 pages of it, and I just like... Okay, well, here's the thing. So if you don't know anything about any of it go find your actual like resources somewhere else i'm just going to talk about like certain things how i feel about it i don't want to like go into detail of all of that but one thing that i don't well, like is what really quick why don't you give just a quick synopsis so they know what to even look up basically it is four college students in idaho that were murdered in their college, college house off-campus college basically home. yes and it happened in early november and it like took social media by storm right away like i was invested in it from the beginning the police didn't really let 
any of their info out. So this whole time, people thought that, like, they still had no idea who did it. Like, they were still running through DNA. Like, we were told that it was one of the messiest crime scenes ever. So, like, everyone expected it was going to take a while to kind of sort through DNA. We were told that this house is a party house. So, obviously, there's going to be DNA from tons of people that have been in and out of the house or around the victims or whatever the case is. But the probable cause affidavit came out and it shows that very very early on the police were already on to this man and he is a going for his phd in criminology right now he studied and got his master's in criminal justice so he's very i don't know what came first kind of the chicken or the egg situation like was he always fully invested in this stuff and that's why he went into it in college or did he just go into criminal justice and then that all of a sudden got his tables turning and got him kind of obsessed with it in the wrong way i don't know the thing i'm worried about is people have said that like he's had a weird obsession with like serial killers or he may want to be seen as like a ted bundy guy and because this case has gotten so much attention over social media i almost hate that like if that's what he wanted that's exactly what he's getting right now like this case is so popular everyone knows his name everyone knows his face and i would just hate if that's I mean, I, I just hate him in general for doing this anyway, like, regardless of what the reason is, but I hate that, I almost wish they, like, didn't have to give his name or his face out. Obviously, that's not, that can't happen, like, we need to know who did this, but you know what I'm saying? Like, I hate that almost he gets fame yeah, from but this, like, I don't think he's getting the kind of fame he thinks he's getting, like, and don't get me wrong, I don't think any serial killer should be quote-unquote famous and make money off of anything. And I, I don't think he will. I think, sure, people know his name, but as someone who's very interested in true crime, he's not going to go down as no. one of the named serial killers that everybody knows. Like, honestly. And I don't think he realizes, like, how dumb he actually looks. Like, I think he thinks he's, like this mastermind serial killer that like got away with the most perfect crime and it's like right dude that's you, all in your head you left the you knife covering at the crime scene I, what's wild to me and it's not wild because it's very common for killers to get involved in the crime after the fact but the facebook messages is what really got me yeah so obviously this isn't like proven fact yet but it seems very hard not to be him but in one of the, like, Facebook group discussions, there was a profile under the name of Papa Rogers. And it was, like, this guy basically inserting himself into these discussions and trying to, like, prove these people wrong of what he thinks happened. But he was basically going into detail of everything that came out in the probable cause affidavit that, like, was truly what happened. Like, he was trying to convince these people so much that the killer, whoever the guy was, walked into the house with a knife in the sheath sheath and everyone else was like why would he do that like he definitely probably just walked in with the knife in his hand knowing that this is what he was about to do like nobody agreed with his sheath theory and then the document comes out and that's literally how they targeted this guy and he also they the cell phone pinged back to like right near the residence at 9 a.m after which would have been like five hours after so people are thinking he realized he left the sheath and was seeing if he could, if he like found it outside where he parked his car or whatever the case was. But he was definitely, for someone that studied this and was getting a PhD in it, he didn't do as good as he probably had the knowledge to do. Or so he thought he was going to do. I mean, everybody can say they know how to get away with murder until they're in the moment. 
and it's you know a very big deal and it's not something that I think people think it's you know oh I like it won't affect me and I won't forget anything and I won't leave any tracks and it's like you're an idiot like (laughs) sorry but like you are um but yeah I just think the case is very interesting um it's horrific and I truly I, I don't have kids but I can't imagine what those parents are going through and just everyone involved I I don't know I have so many questions I hope that they release sort of a little bit more information now that they have a suspect um I mean I know they've released a lot more than they have in the past but I still feel like I need a lot more answers and I'm also really hoping that some of my favorite true crime podcasts like cover this maybe next week I would assume they would well, so Murder With My Husband did, like, a random midweek upload of, like, their thoughts on it a few weeks back. And then they were like, well, if there's any updates, we'll keep you updated. So I'm really hoping they do that. Um, but, yeah, I just, if you guys have any thoughts, opinions, takes on the whole thing, send us a DM. I just, I feel horrible for the families and just, like, the surviving roommates that have to live with that and just the situation is terrible absolutely terrible and they if you don't know they caught him in pennsylvania and he drove from washington state so heck of a road trip yeah cross country and that poor dad because he was riding with his what did he tell his dad do you know supposedly the trip was planned beforehand so that he didn't have to drive cross country alone anyway like the dad's from what i've been told i don't know if i've seen this anywhere like proven but the dad's plane ticket was bought like prior to all of this happening so the whole plan was that the dad was going to fly there and then drive back with the son obviously he just wanted his car over christmas break i know that he just changed the license plate on his car too so i don't know if they had to do pennsylvania has like weird insurance like car rules so he just switched it from pennsylvania to washington so i don't know if he was needed his car in pennsylvania for any i don't know but supposedly that was all done beforehand. So by the way it seemed on the body cam footage of when he was pulled over in, like, the middle of the country, the dad, poor dad, had, like, no idea. So it's just, I feel bad for his family, too, if they really had no idea and thought he was innocent and now all of this is coming out and it's like, your son is a murderer. That's, yeah. Wild stuff, but... I guess I'll hop into my life updates now. Uh, This week went by really fast for me. I don't know if it was because I was off of work on Monday, but usually I feel like the first week back to work is like a drag and it went really quickly. Um, For New Year's, Sean worked the ball drop downtown in Fort Myers. So I went with one of the other fire department fiancés, my friend Julia, who is pregnant right now. So we had Shirley Temples and got dinner downtown and it was fun and we just walked around for a little bit and then i came home i was home by like 10 at the latest and went to bed read my book which i'll get into that in a minute because i absolutely love the book i'm reading and i cannot wait to snuggle up on the couch later tonight after i get my work done and read my book but back to work in full force today was the first day back since the 23rd that's what yeah i had work on the 23rd and I was in the OR today, so that was a fun thing back. I know you guys don't care, but they added an ice cream cooler to the doctor's <laughs> lounge at the hospital that I work at. So 
I had a chocolate chip cookie ice cream sandwich wow. at 11 a.m. this morning, and it was phenomenal. I love that. I really do. So, yeah, it's it's just really what I needed in 2023. Uh, the vitamin D has been helping out for sure, I think. I feel like I have a little bit more energy. However, my sleep schedule is still really off from when I was off for a week. We were going to bed pretty late yeah. and sleeping in a little bit. So I'm very, very, very tired these days in the morning and like really struggle to get up. So Gabby's yawning, which is making me <laughs> yawn. The new book I'm reading is by Geneva Rose. And she, is that her name? I'm pretty sure that's her name. She wrote The Perfect Marriage, which if you have not read, highly recommend. Crazy twist at the end. All of that good stuff. But the book I'm reading right now is One of Us is Dead. And it's giving very much like Desperate Housewives mixed with How to Get Away with Murder type storyline where it's like, there's like a thing and then it flashes back to figure out like kind of what happened that would um me i love book. it do they like tell you no it's not like it says like present or okay, like okay yeah 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 and it's not like a lot um but it, each chapter is told from a different woman's point of view in this town and i really like it so far and the characters are like very much like i feel like i'm watching a tv show kind of um so yeah i think i'm only like 40 percent of the way through it or something but I will let you guys know what I think of it when I'm done. I started Wednesday on Netflix and I'm I'm really just like not loving it to be honest. And I can't believe it because everyone else in the world was obsessed with it. Uh, it's okay. Like it's good. I'm going to finish it. The like the ending definitely it's fine. most like I saw someone say this before I finished it and I do feel like it's true. It feels like almost like 85% of the show happened in the last two episodes. So it's like the beginning okay. kind of just sets well, you up for the storyline and then the ending like really wraps it all up. Okay. Well, yeah. It's just like a lot of her like sounds talking to herself. Like, do you know what I mean? Yeah. I feel like most of the show is just her narrating her own thoughts where I'm just like, just do it. And like, I don't know. Like, I like her character, but I'm like, uh, I don't know. I'm struggling a little bit, but I'll get through it. And I'll let you guys know. Maybe when I finish it, I'll have a different point of view. I think I'm on episode four, three, four. I don't know. Um, I'm excited to slowly find home decor pieces that I love for the house now that Christmas stuff is put away. It feels a little empty, but it feels nice and clean and crisp. That's like how it's, I feel, even just with my Christmas stuff It feels good. Away. Yeah. So I'm just going to slowly look for, you know, home decor as we go. I haven't found... We want to do like a bar cabinet type of situation. And I haven't found one I love. So I'm going to keep looking. Well, that's not true. I found one I love. It's just like $2,000. So I need to find something else. But yeah, I this kind of leads me into my favorite of the week. So maybe I will wait with this life update and we can just hop into our favorites. Sure. And, and I'll just, go from yeah, there. Just start with it right now. Okay. So my favorite is... The Ed Milet podcast episodes on the Skinny Confidential. I saw they just came out with like part four. And I listened to that one first because JC or Chelsea, I forget who, mentioned in their podcast that he came out with it. And he came out with a new book. And I was like, okay, I've never listened to anything Ed Milet. But I feel like everyone in the world that like is, you know, of the business mindset, like knows who he is and like recommends his podcast, his books, his talks, whatever. So I listened to part four first of the Skinny Confidential podcast with him. And I don't know what it was, but it like kickstarted something in me that it was almost like 
some of the things he said just like quite literally flipped a switch in my mind and I have not had a different mindset for like two three days now since I listened to that and it's been like already producing results which like sounds so stupid and like woo woo of me but like I've always wanted to be the kind of person that and Gabby I feel like has been living like this for a while but I saw this trend on TikTok that's like lucky girl syndrome now and I'm like okay that like sounds kind of dumb but it's all just like a mindset switch of like living my best life like things happen to me because I manifest them like I used to always make jokes that like oh nothing happens to me that I want but it always happens to Gabby what she manifests comes true and it's like since I've been like no I am the bee's knees like yeah. I'm the tits exactly and I, like I, if any haters like I got a hate comment today on YouTube that was like, I thought my volume was so loud, but really you were just screaming into the microphone. The entire, she didn't say you, she said she was screaming into the microphone the entire video. And it's like, first of all, who are you talking to? But also uh, like saying she just turn your volume down. Also, then. Like I, f I feel so bad for you that like, that's what you took from this video. <laughs> like I said so many funny things in that video and like, that's what you took from it. Like, I'm so sorry. Like you have bad taste. And I'm just like living my life like that now mm -hmm. where I'm just like, you know what? Good things happen to me. Like, I deserve this. I've been working so hard for all of these good things. Like, I deserve it. Absolutely. You know what? It's like, just like, I'm... It's the people that hate on, like, romanticizing your life. But it's like, why wouldn't you? Even if you're just, like, going for a drive. Like, play some nice music. Sing your heart. Like, just make every moment the best moment you can. Because at the end of the day, this really is your only life. Like, your only chance at life. So why wouldn't you spend every day focusing on the good and really trying to just make your life what you want it to be yeah i actually think i could do an entire episode maybe i'll make gabby listen to that podcast and we can I, do a whole I episode definitely, of like like while i'm not, cleaning this weekend i definitely will because i think yeah that'll be i'll send it to you not like just repeating what he's saying but like i wrote down a bunch of notes of like things that like i took from it and then elaborated on it in my own thoughts and i'd really love to talk about that because i, I don't know i don't think it's for so long, I was like, you I just love thought the idea of that, but like, couldn't be me. Yeah, like you just thought it wasn't. Yeah. And since I've been more confident in like just everything, I'm like, I've been seeing the results already. And it really comes down to just like what you put your focus on is what you put your focus on. Like there's a filter, basically like the main point that I, I'm just going to quickly talk about and then I can elaborate it more on a different video is like, think about when you start to talk about something with your friend, like yellow cars. And then all of a sudden, you start seeing a ton of yellow cars and you're like, this can't be a coincidence. It's because your brain is wired to have a filter and what you put your focus on is what it's going to continue to see and do. Right, because it's not like you're seeing more yellow cars now, you're just more focused on seeing the yellow cars. Yes, and so if you focus on the good and how you want to feel and what you want to accomplish you will start to see those things happen and I really believe that and I've always believed that but I've never been able to practice that and I gotta say I've been loving life so far I've been Ooh. in my own not my own bubble but like I haven't been comparing myself to other creators on social media I haven't been comparing myself to other people in the dental field I haven't been comparing myself to anyone and that's how like, and it's because when I'm just living my best life it's been three, like, what, four, four days, five days. Like, but now do you understand how when you guys say, like, I'm quote unquote selfish, I'm like, it's not selfish. I'm not thinking I'm better than anyone. Um, I'm not thinking I'm no, like. No, that's different. Oh, shut <laughs> up. No, that's like a little bit different because, like, 
I'm still helping people when they want me to. But, like, that's different. No, but do you understand but in a way, what I'm yes. saying is, like, it's just your focus has to be on your life at the end of the day. Like, when it comes down to certain things, like, you do have to prioritize yourself and, like, the little things that you want to make happen. Yes and no. We'll, we'll get into a whole episode about, like, actually elaborating on that. But I just have to say, his episode on the Skinny Confidential, part four. So they have four episodes with him i listened to part four i'm part way through part three but yeah do i need to listen to them he in just any is certain so order? no i would say start with four because okay. it was so good that like i can guarantee you're gonna like it and like really listen to what he's saying i legitimately took notes so i might have to get his book um i just i really 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 enjoyed everything about his message and i'm just like really really into it so that's that and all the people like I admire like in the like entrepreneurial creator space like all of that they all talk about this idea and like how it has actually worked for them and I don't know it's almost like just unlocking a piece of your own mind and thinking a different way I mean don't get me wrong I've gone to so much therapy and like unlocked different parts of my mind to think that way but for some reason when it came to like self-believing and manifesting like what I feel like I deserve I just like couldn't get past that hurdle it was almost like I liked to live in the stress and worry instead of the like yes because it was comfortable for me and that's where my brain always was instead of the like mindset of no things work out for me they do always like you know what I mean I'm always fine so let's you know live on the good stuff so that was a very long rant but that's my favorite <laughs> Uh, if you want to go listen to that episode, it's on the Skinny Confidential podcast, the most recent Ed Milet episode. It was really good. Okay, well, my favorite, which I think has been my favorite before, but I have not used this in, I would say, like, like months, like, well over six months, and that is the Dyson Airwrap. I used it when I was at Lexi's over the holidays because I didn't have really any hair tools, and when I tell you that I'm now realizing after I finally, like, wash my hair and let it air dry without using the air wrap that the air wrap is phenomenal so i use it at lexi's and i used it like anytime i had to do my hair that's all i did now listen i don't ever do this and it may, it may have been borderline gross i went almost two weeks without washing my hair because and i wore it down every single day for over like a week and a half because it was so nice still from the dyson air wrap i did not wash my hair once in new york and i wore it down every single day And now that I'm like, I just washed my hair yesterday and I'm looking at it and I'm like, it already looks gross. Like it just is so flat. There's no life to it. And it like almost looks greasy. Where when I just like actually styled it, it was great. Now I don't yeah. want to do it every time. I don't like putting heat on my hair like that much, especially when during the week, like I'm sweating in the gym anyway. Like it really doesn't make that big of a difference, but it truly like, I really just enjoyed it. More so, like, after the fact, realizing the difference than actually, like, in the moment. I like the way my hair looked, too, with the curls, but it just, for some reason, made it the biggest difference in, like, the way my hair held up. What attachments do you use? I didn't watch you, like, do your hair. Um, Blow-dried it with, like, the... Well, actually, I think I air-dried it most of the way that one day because I just waited a while. And then I took the round brush first and just kind of, like, dried it and did, like, little curls with it so it had, like, a base wave. And then I took the curl attachment to both sides and actually did curls. Okay. 
Well, it's a little hard with my short hair, but I'm taking like a nice shower tonight and maybe I'll style it right after the shower instead of going to bed with like wet hair. Yeah, it really because like my hair should be clean and look good right now and it does not. Well, same, <laughs> but that's that has nothing to do with why I styled it or what I did. It was in a scrub cap all day at the hospital. So that is why my hair looks like this. Well, but yeah, let's are you ready into it. to be interviewed? Yeah, I have no okay. idea where this is going. Well, I am writing down really quickly my favorite for next week's podcast because I don't want to forget. And you better use I already know what it's going to be your shower things in the shower today. Have you used them yet? Yes. No, I haven't. But I unpacked them and like put them in my bathroom. So thank you for reminding me. I'm going to use one today. Perfect. I'm going to use one today. So are you ready are you smarter than a fifth grader and are you ready to be interviewed no and yes (laughs) okay so first of all tell us your full name not like your middle name but like your full first name your age and your job i am miss gabriella goes by gabby not sure why my parents decided to nickname with the spelling g-a-b-i kind of glad they did makes it a little bit different a little bit fun however i'll never find my name on a keychain they'll never spell it right at starbucks and i just gotta live with that um, I am 24. I live in Miami, Florida, and I technically am a full-time content creator, but I, I would say like my jobs are kind of 50-50 when it comes to time that I'm also a cheer coach at Top Gun. Okay, wonderful. So we'll start with your first job. How did you get into social media as a job? Like, how did that happen? Kind of like by accident, and it just happened. I feel like I was lucky because it happened when social media was still kind of up and coming so i I obviously understand that i had the privilege of the job kind of falling in my lap where i'm sure it's a lot harder now trying to just like take it seriously and turn it into a job but i just always we grew up like when we were bored we would just get ready and take pictures like all the time that was just what we loved to do so when instagram was a thing i was a big fan of it always posting and then through cheerleading i just started getting a following because i was getting known more in the sport and then obviously I just like love taking pictures. So then my Instagram following really started to grow. And then I just had opportunities come up where I was starting to get free products and get paid for things. And once I realized that I could turn it into a job, I just took it more seriously, started posting content more and kind of like branching off to other platforms. And then eventually many, many, many years down the road, I signed with a management and that's where I'm at now. Now we have this podcast, Instagram, YouTube, TikTok, the whole nine yards. Wonderful. And do you remember what was your first brand deal? Okay, so I used the platform called Social Native. That was like the first one that I found. It's kind of like a third party. There's a few of those that are so good. There's like Social Native, there's Aspire IQ, obviously Studio. Like there's a few that still exist like that, but because I have a manager now, I don't really use those as much. So it was through Social Native who like reached out to me first. I don't know. The first couple that I remember having was just dance um walgreens or cvs and there was like another like app game i don't know which one came first but it was one of those and i know for sure it was through social native i very vividly remember just dance but that could just be because that's the one that's like yeah i don't think that was the very first one what is your favorite and least favorite part about doing social media as a job favorite is the flexibility of it i can take my job anywhere i can do it whenever and i am like my own boss when it comes to hours and like when i want to do it i can do it when i don't want to do it 
I try not to do it. However, I would say that's the con is it doesn't really shut off. I feel like anytime I'm on my phone, even just scrolling through TikTok, like, yes, I'm just scrolling for my entertainment, but I'm also like always trying to get inspired by TikTok ideas, always trying to save things. And like, it really just never shuts off because anytime I'm on social media, at the end of the day, a lot of the background of what I'm doing is still working. So it's, it's almost like my favorite things of it are the best and the worst parts of it. Do you think you will do it forever or like what, how do you see this career evolving over time? And do you think you'll continue to do it for the foreseeable future? I mean, I I don't necessarily know if I would say forever. I feel like that's a long time, but like for the foreseeable future, yes, I just love doing it. Like I said, we've always done it growing up. Definitely want to do it. I want to be able to document moments when I have kids and just like all the next coming stages of my life. So yeah, I don't see a time where I would stop. I'm just sure like when I'm 80, I'm not going to be doing it. Who are some content creators that you look up to as like mentors in the space? The one that first comes to mind is Remy, just because she's like my favorite content creator to watch. She's been doing it for so long and she's one of the best that I feel like has just like adapted with the times and just but also like stayed true to herself like it didn't seem like it was too forced for her to like find other things like she really honed in on like cooking and just other things like that that I think I look up to in terms of like obviously cheerleading used to play like it still is a big part of my life but obviously in a different way and it's like finding ways to adapt my content to what I'm actually doing in real life and what my audience wants to see but also like what I genuinely like and I think she does a phenomenal job with that. Okay, so let's really quickly switch gears to your other job. So what is your favorite part about cheerleading as a sport? And kind of give us like the background of how you got into it and all of that. Well, okay, we'll start with how I got into it first because I feel like that'll lead me into the next part. So her wonderful mother, Michelle Fuller, was a cheer coach since the day we were born. So I was brought to practices like in my car seat before I could even walk. I was probably being thrown in stunts and trying to do cartwheels literally before I took my first steps. Like I was, we were fully born into cheerleading. Like I never had the choice or my mom never was just like, hey, we want to put you in a sport. Like, let's go try cheerleading. It wasn't like that at all. Like she was a coach, so I was just always around it. And you see how that worked in two different ways with me and Lexi. We both did it until, when did you stop? Like 13? Uh, Yeah, like 12, 13. And I stayed in it for way 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 beyond that so I just fell in love with it I think really what I've been realizing lately is through cheerleading is just like my favorite version of myself exists in that sport like outside of the cheerleading world and everything I'm I'm very quiet I'm very shy like you would see me on like for instance like at college on the FIU campus and then you would see me at the Top Gun gym and you would think I was two completely different person like people so in cheerleading I just genuinely feel my most confident like comfortable self it's always where I've had my friends like my best friends have always been through cheerleading and I just genuinely loved how I felt in the sport so I think that's why I stayed with it so long and why I continue to stay with it Um, obviously now I'm not cheerleading myself I'm coaching it on that side but I think that's why I've truly like fell in love with it and stayed in with it so long is the way it makes me feel but I also just love the like family friend aspect of the sport I feel like it's very few sports or like at least sports on a higher level have this but i just feel like at any age any level cheerleading truly is like a family like when you're on that team what do you miss most about being on a team versus being a coach only now two things one performing 
That is something that nothing compares to that feeling, like the adrenaline rush you get being on the stage. Definitely miss that. And then two is having an outlet where like nothing else mattered at practice. Like now I go into practice, but as a coach, there is no outlet. Like it is stressful the entire practice. Like I'm the one having to kind of like call the shots and having to figure things out and always having to problem solve where when I was an athlete, it like wasn't my responsibility to do all that. So like it truly was nothing but fun for that amount of time that we were at practice. And on the flip side of that, what are you enjoying being a coach versus no longer having to be an athlete? I love getting to play a different role and being like a huge part in the kids that I coach journey with the sport and just their life in general. I feel like I owe so much to like my past coaches and I've had such a phenomenal cheerleading career that I love now getting to be on the flip side of that and kind of being a little bit part of a part in their journey. So you talked a little bit about college. Why did you choose engineering? I don't even know if you told the podcast that I, <laughs> or not this episode, but what was your major? Tell us a little bit about your college experience and why did you choose FIU and why did you choose engineering? So in high school, it was always like school was huge in our family. Both of our teachers were, both of our parents were teachers. <laughs> so, like, <laughs> so like I always knew college was in the cards for me. Like that was never a choice or like even anything I thought about, like potentially not going to school. But um, I feel like Lexi knew very, very early on she wanted to be a dentist. And obviously like I had more years because she was two years older than me. But I didn't know for a while until I got to high school. And then I am very thankful that we had like, the opportunities that we did that I don't remember if it was a class or what I was in that I took so many tests to kind of like figure out what I wanted to do in the future and I was always like I loved math especially like math and science were always my high like just what I really enjoyed doing and like my higher grades and everything it just came a lot easier to me where Lexi was always more of like an English-based person so I narrowed down that I definitely wanted to go into something in like the STEM field and originally what i found was materials engineering which what really sparked me about this is the article that i read because almost all of those tests came back with like engineering being in the top but then i was like okay what the heck path of engineering do i go through also what even is an engineer like i did not even know at the time one i still don't know two <laughs> i'm really happy for you that that test came out with the outcome you wanted because i got lifeguard every time so, I mean, to be fair, I love the sun, I love the pool, and I guess it's, like, kind of medical, kind of, but, yeah, no, that test didn't really do it for me, so. Well, I mean, I don't know how much it, I, no, it definitely narrowed me, like, more into engineering, but I read an article about materials engineering, which was, the article, like, I specifically read was the people that were behind the engineering and, like, the science of the like Nike dry fit material. And I was like, oh my God, like that sounds so fun. I want to be an engineer working at Nike. Like I didn't even know that was a thing. Obviously I was super like athletic, sports driven. And that sounded amazing to me. Like being the engineer behind that was like, that is what I want to do a hundred percent. That does not sound like it would be like a miserable job that I'd have to work the rest of my life, which we all know that my dream job always was a stay at home mom. So that was a big deal for me to feel that way about an actual profession. Um, so originally I was, I knew for sure I wanted to move down to Miami for college. Originally I wasn't moving my senior year of high school for cheerleading. So I thought I was going to finish school like normal. And then I was just going to come down to Miami for college and then cheer on TDLC then. 
things ended up working out that I came a year early. So then obviously that made the decision even earlier that I knew that I was going to stay down here. But I was looking between like colleges in Miami. Obviously the first one you think of is UM, University of Miami. Looked into that. They didn't have materials engineering. FIU had a combined like five-year program for materials engineering. So it was like four of a normal like undergrad and then one additional year to get your like specialization in materials. However, started going through my years at FIU and I understood I went to my like actual undergrad was for mechanical engineering and then I realized that mechanical was kind of like the umbrella of all engineerings so I was like I really don't see feel the need to like go specifically into materials right now I knew if I ended up getting a job where I needed it then that would be a different story down the road but it was also kind of like social media was somewhat starting to pick up in college so I felt like I knew I, I still loved engineering and I was doing something with it, but I didn't necessarily see myself going to like work a nine to five in engineering at that point. So I think that also kind of helped ease that decision. Honestly, like maybe you should just like do the masters next year. Why not? Like could be kind of fun. It could be, but could also <laughs> not be. I am well, done with right. school. So how would you say your college experience was? And do you have any regrets? Um, yes and no. I, I always, looking back on it, I feel like I do regret that I didn't really have the normal college student experience. Like, I lived on campus my first year, but I was in an unhealthy relationship. And that year of my life, I, like, literally trauma-blocked out of it. Like, that was the year of TJC 2017 that everyone is like, oh, my God, that was the best year ever. Like, they have so many memories from it. And, like, I could not tell you one thing that happened that year. I just don't remember anything. And that, so that was also the year I lived on campus. So I never, I didn't go to a single football game. I never went to parties. I never really like had a friend group at college. So that would be my one regret is like, I wish I did that more because that's like the only time in your life where you really get that experience. But at the same point, like knowing who I am, I don't necessarily know, like if I had the option to do it again, I, w- I would probably do things a little bit differently, but like, I'm just not a party girl. So I still probably wouldn't have gone like, into the normal like student experience that everyone else had but I enjoyed my college years however I was the type of person where I drove I went to class and I left and it was never I was the total opposite of Lexi because she spent all of her time in the library studying like was always at school late hours and I was like could not be me I had to go to the library once because I had a break in between my two finals and I didn't even know like how it worked like I never went into the library so I was literally like I'd rather do homework at home I'd rather study at home get me out of school type of girl i loved college my college campus was like the best food the libraries were like the food so yeah good for like a study vibe like i made my best friends in college i yeah i had a blast so we did have very different college experiences i did like a lot of clubs and went to like after school events and like all of that dress i didn't party but i still like got involved and like did a lot so, yeah, sometimes I forget that, like, Gabby even, went to even lived on campus <laughs> or went to school. Yeah. I know. Um, okay, so you, you already kind of touched on this, but you moved to Miami senior year of college. High school. To cheer. or Sorry, senior year of high school to cheer and get in-state tuition for college. Um, do you plan on, like, how has your experience been living in Miami, and do you plan on staying there for the foreseeable future? um florida yes 100 percent. south florida yes i don't necessarily love the area that we live in which is right next to the gym it just doesn't fit the lifestyle the that we live at all 
we're still like a 40 minute drive to the beach we're a 40 minute to brickle which like has all of our restaurants and places we like to go we're like a 30 minute drive to the mall 30 minute drive to trader joe's and everything around here is just more like it's also very like it's very spanish it's very like that is the norm down here so i feel out of place like i, I don't feel like this is necessarily like the community where I should be like I hate going somewhere feeling like I can't communicate with people like I feel bad for it because I know that is the norm here so I don't necessarily think this location that we're in is where we want to, to stay especially with like starting the house hunting process again I would love to go a little bit more north I do want to stay on this coast even though sad I know but I, I, I kind of like that we're so close to each other especially when I move a little bit more north but like I almost feel like if we lived too close to each other you know how you don't like prioritize seeing each other anymore it's like we're, we're closer yeah. now that we don't live together i still think we would though where i almost feel like when we're only hopefully like an hour hour and a half apart we'll be able to like prioritize time together more but we want to yeah. move more a little bit more north into like as far south as doral i don't think we'd go any farther south than that and then up towards like miramar pembroke pines davie that kind of areas which is actually where i lived in my first year down here and i like i loved that area i loved my life more that year compared to like where i live now kind of surrounding so it'll be more yeah, of a drive honestly, to the gym but i think my quality of life is going to be a lot better i would really love if you lived in davie it was close to the fort lauderdale airport you're close to the highway to me um it's a really nice area you're like in the middle of like pompano lauderdale hollywood miramar like i and it seems more like young people towns as in terms of like a smoothie shop like we have no breakfast places near us like i don't understand that you have like nothing we have near nothing your like i want to especially with kind of going into more of like a fitness lifestyle that i want to get into like i want to be somewhere where i don't have to drive for things because i know that will make me not want to do it like i want to be somewhere where i mean I'll drive, but, like, I don't want it to be a 30-minute... Like, I have to drive 30 minutes to go to a workout class and then 30 minutes home, and at that point, it's, like, my entire day is gone. Like, I don't want that. Yeah, I will say, as much as our last apartment was beautiful and it was, like, on the water and it was, like, a high-rise and the views were fantastic, everything was a drive. I mean, we had, like, a downtown area that was pretty close, but, like, to get to a workout class or even Target, like, it was 15 minutes mm -hmm. because it was more of, like, a downtown-type apartment. Whereas where we are now, I mean, Sean and I can rollerblade from our house and go places. We went and played tennis at the park and it's a two minute drive. Like yeah. Publix is literally five minutes away. Like they're shopping restaurants like five minutes from the house. So it's like that's something that I, and we didn't even really realize how much was around the house until we already moved in. But we got very lucky that it's like and it's very much so an area where like other people are wanting to do those things, too. So. Mm -hmm yeah um what i guess we'll just kind of pivot into just like general questions what would you say is your favorite trait that you're most proud of and your least favorite trait about yourself i would say i'm very determined with anything in my life like if i start doing something i will fully finish it until it's done and i feel like i that happens like with college when i kind of knew already that I wasn't fully going into like engineering job I was like I'm still going to finish this like I was always I will give my 100% to anything I do and I will get it done my least favorite thing about me is that I hate how shy and 
stress I get in social situations. And we can end on this question. I feel like we've been chit-chatting for a while, but do you think you've changed a lot as a core like person as you've grown up or do you think you're similar to how you were growing up kind of how were you as a kid like how did you change as you've gotten older in your mind I would say I didn't necessarily change but I like evolved more of like who I was as a kid to who I am now like almost like as a, as a kid I was a young little caterpillar and now I've become a butterfly like there's so many traits where I still feel like I am the same like I'm quiet I'm like, so many things are similar from my childhood, but moving out for me was the best thing that ever happened. I feel like I matured and I grow, have grown so much and just, I really, like, blossomed into who I was, where I feel like as a child, I didn't necessarily, I was just, like, so comfortable with everything. I never really pushed myself out of a comfort zone where moving away across the country without my family, I kind of had no other option. And I think that was the best thing for me because, like, I truly found my voice, found who I was, and just really, like, blossomed into who I am now. Okay, we love that. Well, I hope you guys enjoyed this little deep dive interview with Gabby, one of our fabulous, one of our, literally just me and Gabby, uh, the blonde, young, social media entrepreneur, spunky cheer girl, half of the podcast. Mm, that was a fun description. Yeah. Spunky. I don't, it just kind of came to me, um, clearly, but... <laughs> Next week, look forward to the turn of the tables where Gabby interviews me and juicy. Yeah. I hope you guys have an amazing week as you're listening to this. Embrace your lucky girl syndrome energy. You are amazing. And anyone who doesn't think so just has bad taste. Yeah. Their loss, not yours. And on that note, we will see you next week on Outgoing. Without going out. Bye. Bye.